the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. say happy monday but it's actually happy tuesday here in new york city sitting at my desk um i'm nervous um i'm nervous i'm stressed i'm bugging out a little bit i have a big case on tomorrow and it is a federal sentencing so what you guys are used to seeing like in like if you watch law and order that's all state court and what happens in state court in a criminal case is after someone gets arrested and the case gets indicted, which means it's a felony, which means it's serious, then there's discovery material that's handed over, the evidence that goes back and forth. And then typically, when I say typically, it's probably over 90%, the defense attorney and the prosecutor, the state prosecutor, the assistant district attorney, um, cut some sort of a plea bargain. So they are getting, the prosecutor is getting the guarantee of a conviction. The defense attorney has to have their client admit to committing some sort of a crime. So the, the prosecutor now gets the, gets the conviction. What the defense attorney, or the defendant I should really say, is getting in return is a guarantee. And the guarantee is this is what your sentence is going to be. Um, there's no... There's really not a lot to be determined after the plea is put into place. So, hypothetically, I'll give you a very easy example. Murder. Murder in the second degree. So, murder in the second degree, the minimum is 15 to life. The maximum is 25 to life. The lesser included charge is manslaughter in the first degree. Um, And it can be a lesser included charge if the prosecutor charges it. So, manslaughter in the first degree... The lowest uh, sentence you get is five years, but the maximum is 25 years, but there's no life at the end of it. So if your client is charged with murder in the second degree and you want to get him or her some sort of a plea bargain and the prosecutor wants the guarantee of a conviction because you never know what a jury is going to do, um, you negotiate with the prosecutor and you say, okay, he, let's just say it's a guy, he will plead guilty to 15 years, which is the minimum on uh, a murder in the second degree, which is, but, but that would be 15 to life. What does 15 to life mean? It means around the 14 year mark, you go in front of a parole board to determine whether they're going to let you out at the 15 year mark. You do get some time off for good behavior. And if they vote that you're going to get out, then you get out. But if they don't, you have to do two more years. 
and then you go before the parole board again. And if they don't let you out, you have to do two more years, and then you have to go before the parole board again. And if you don't, they can, and that's what happens in in if you have a life sentence. If you remember the movie Shawshank Redemption. All of those guys who were, they were all before the parole board and they were, the guys who were saying that they learned from their mistakes, they were denied. And then when uh, Morgan Freeman basically was honest and said, look, I don't believe in this system, et cetera, et cetera, they, they let him out. Uh, he did the opposite of what you would think conventional wisdom would tell you to do. So in state court, you cut these kinds of deals with the prosecutor. And quite frankly, the judge has very little to do with it. Once your client agrees, okay, I'm going to take the manslaughter in the first degree, take the 15-year sentence, because now I'm guaranteed not to do more than 15 years. That's the worst-case scenario. And if I am behave and there's good programming, maybe I can get out as early as 13 years, which is still a lot of time. I'm just giving this as an example. But 13 years is, and, and with a guarantee of getting out 13 years is a heck of a lot better than going to trial and getting 25 to life, where you're basically getting double of what you just pled guilty to. And let's face it, if you actually did the crime and the evidence is there that you did the crime, then you got a pretty good deal. Um, but that has nothing to do with what's going on with me in the law tomorrow. What has to do with going on with me in the law tomorrow is a federal sentencing. And a federal sentencing, all you're doing with the prosecutor is negotiating what crime your client is going to plead to and what their guideline range is. In other words, what's the realm that a judge should be looking at? The guidelines. So in this particular case, the guidelines are as low as 33 months or as high as 41 months in prison. And that's what the prosecutor is going before the judge tomorrow to ask for. I am going to go in front of the judge and ask for no jail time whatsoever. And it is... Um, there are some cases where it's not that big of a deal, the sentencing, and then there are the ones that are like tomorrow, where it's a very big deal, where I'm representing a woman who's a mother, and um, I don't know, maybe if I'm a little good at my job, it's because I care so much. So I am being as candid and as honest as I could be at 6.09 on Tuesday, May the 30th, uh, after having a wonderful weekend, um, right now I have butterflies in my stomach. I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety. I have some pressure in my chest because, um, you know, I want to deliver. Now, some of you would be saying, oh, come on, Arthur, she pled guilty. So obviously, you know, she's a criminal and she's a bad person. I'm not going to get into um, the details of the case, but I will read uh, paragraph number 53 from the United States probation report. And it says three words. No identifiable victim. So according to the probation department, and the United States Probation Department is somewhat of an arm of the judge, and they write a report that um, is supposed to be much more neutral. The prosecutor is the, is the more aggressive one. The, obviously, the defense attorney is the more defending one. And probation is supposed to be like somewhat down the middle. And some of it is the luck of the draw, which probation officer you pull... But in their report, in a, I don't know, it's 130 paragraphs, paragraph number 53, no identifiable victim. That doesn't mean someone didn't commit a crime, but this is not a crime that maybe some of you are thinking of here in your imagination. Listen to me. Oh, Arthur, you know, who did this person kill or rob or stab or cut? Or... There's none of that. There's no identifiable victim. So there's um, a lot of pressure. 
basically will happen tomorrow is we'll go in and the judge will um, give it, you know, tell us all, you know, why we're all there, make sure we're all on the same page. She's going to talk about all of the documents she's gotten from both sides. Um, she'll go over everything that makes sure everyone that she has read everything. Um, she may ask me some questions about the probation report to clarify things that are in the probation report, which is like, uh, this is your life of our client. And then I'll speak and I'm guesstimating. I'm going to speak for about 20 minutes about my client and who she is and the law and the guidelines and where the guidelines work and where the guidelines don't work. Then, um, my client will speak, um, probably for five, seven minutes. Um, then we're going to ask for some, um, some witnesses, some character witnesses to speak on her behalf because, you know, she's never been in trouble before and all the wonderful acts that she's committed or done in, in charitable acts. Um, then the prosecutor will speak and then it's like your heart's pounding because then the judge will it'll be the judge's turn to speak. Now, I did a sentencing a week ago today, the day after I came back from Italy, and that was in front of the chief judge of the Eastern District, and again, representing a woman, and she very, very kindly, as soon as it was the judge's time to speak, said, I'm sentencing you to two years probation. So, And then she explained why. So there wasn't this like anxiety of like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. She told my client right away that, you know, she was not putting her in jail. Um, I do not anticipate that being the case tomorrow. I anticipate the judge will give a thorough and thoughtful explanation of what her sentence is going to be. And then those words come out of her mouth. And kind of once they come out of the judge's mouth, they can't go back in. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And um, it will be emotional. Um one way or the other, either in a good way or a not so good way. There's little kids involved here, and it's oh, it's heavy. Hi, Joan. Joan. Jo- Joan Pels is here. How are it you is doing? heavy. I can tell you're heavy today. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been <laughs> I've been locked in the office today. I did the, not drive you crazy no, today. No, you didn't drive me crazy. I left you and, alone to work. As you know, I usually keep the office door open, but today mostly it was closed. And you I'm needed it. Reading over everything, I went over everything with Padre Lou over the weekend. Um, he told I, me, by the way, on Friday that you were going to be doing that. Uh, yep, he said I he's got his homework. I did. I went over things with him. I uh, obviously worked very closely with Michael Jacarino, my partner, who's been working in this with me very seriously, with Judge Cammons. I actually took Diana, who doesn't really know anything about the case, and ran some things by her. And she was very helpful because sometimes when you get so involved with these cases... Mm-hmm. Um, you lose objectivity. And so she had a little bit of objectivity and told us where to kind of what highlight and what to downplay. Oh, what a great tune. Sing, sing, sing. Benny Goodman. Hold on. I got to read this. Benny Goodman, American clarinetist and band leader known as the king of swing from 1936 to the mid-1940s. Goodman led one of the most popular big swing bands in the United States would have been 114 today. He died on June the 13th, 1986, at the age of 77. I can't tell you. Well, actually, this weekend, we played more Glenn Miller around the house than Benny Goodman. But next, maybe Father's Day weekend will be a Benny Goodman weekend. This, this music is just fantastic. I mean, really, really fantastic. Um, all right. We got a couple of guests, and um, we're going to talk some law. We're going to talk about CUNY Law School 
I, I'm so upset with those guys over there. Uh, the the, the stu- student who spoke at commencement was just horrible. All right, don't go away. Come back to the Idala Power Hour. Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-419-0017. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-419-0017. 800-419-0017. That's 800-419-0017. Now, everybody knows that planning for the future is important. Anyone who's been listening to the Idala Power Hour since January of 2022 knows that you need to protect your family. If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? Do you want to know how to figure out all this stuff about wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, estate plans? You could do so easily by just sitting back and listening to Mike Connors, because he's going to give free seminars all over the city over the course of the uh, last week in June. Monday, June 19th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue in Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe, 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, New York at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June the 22nd at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Masspeth, Queens. And on Friday, June the 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, which you should if you really need to learn about this and you don't have your papers in order, then at the very least, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. 718-238-6500. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart or Odyssey.com. Yo, Sam Bellino. What's up? I like the tunage. You got any background? Just the New York State of mind? Because we got our boy Tom Harris on the line. Tom is on the line. All right. All right. Listen, I'm I'm all about being in a New York State of mind. Sam Bellino, I didn't get a chance to chat with you because I just went on this rant about how nervous I am. Did no, you no, have a good... That, that's good. I love when you reveal behind the curtain. That's what yeah, you're good at. I know. I'm. I'm this is going to be a late night. And and the uh, the sentencing isn't even on until two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. But there's a 
related one on at 11 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to go to court and watch the related one and then get my act together and then watch the other one. Well, you know, I got to say what I find endearing about you is that you still get the butterflies when it comes to your work, your job. Oh, big time. You know, that, uh, that says, speaks volumes about you. Wait a minute, hold on. When you're putting these songs together, you're not getting butterflies, uh, Sambolino? Uh, I mean, it's, 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 I'm passionate about it. I like music. So I mean, I, I know, I know. I mean, when voice. you're dialing Tom Harris's number, you're like, like not nervous? Like my maybe Tom's fingers, not going to answer? My fingers are, are shaking. Plus, you know? it's, it is the Tom Harris. I mean, it's not like just some, you know, bozo. It's, I mean, it's the man, the myth, the legend of Times Square. That's very true. Inspector. Inspector Tom Harris. Hello, Tom. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Arthur? How are you, Matt? Good. You got Matt all nervous, you know, because you know, <laughs> he's afraid you're not going to answer the phone when we call. I always answer the phone. And... Uh... Two comments. Number one, Matt must know that I have Billy Joel concert for uh, tickets for Columbus, Ohio, so that's probably why he's playing that. And number two, just I heard your last segment, and just know that if I was ever in trouble, I would go to you because you care so much, and that's why you get anxious and you get those butterflies because it really matters to you, and that says a lot for you. I echo what Matt said. Yeah, I um, all I'll say is I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, about caring, um, I'll just, it's natural. In other words, it's, I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing to go this route. It's just, uh, it's just my natural way of, it's the only way I know how to do it is to, is to care. And, um, you know, these are people's lives. I mean, this is what they make movies about, what they make TV shows about, what they write books. I mean, John Grissom has built an empire, you know, writing about these cases. And, and, you know, one of the things, and I could talk to you like this, Tom, because you were in law enforcement. I, if I was in a position of, of authority, um, I would have prosecutors and police officers. I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't make them sit in jail, but I would make it a, obligatory to visit a, a prison, like a real prison, not Rikers Island, like go upstate. Because um, I will tell you, I'm about to do a segment rip, ripping CUNY Law School, my law school apart, because of their disrespect. Oh, I wonder their... why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but one of the things, I had a great uh, criminal procedure teacher when I was there, and he took us to Greenhaven Correctional Facility. And we went up there in a bus. And uh, it's interesting, that's 30 uh, years ago plus, And I remember being scared walking in there. And then three weeks ago, four weeks ago, when I had to go to Arizona to a penitentiary, I remember being nervous walking in there. But, Tom, and again, I, I can talk to you like this, even though you're here as a Times Square uh, man. You, you were a law enforcement officer longer than you've been in charge of the Alliance. Um, when I, we, we sat and we met with a bunch of the inmates in Greenhaven, you know, which is a state jail. Yep. And I remember there was maybe like five guys in there, and we got to ask them questions. And I remember the question that I asked, and I remember the answer that I got, because the answer came in unison from all five of them. I said, guys, I just have a question. Besides not being able to leave, what's the worst part of being in prison? And I'm expecting for them to say food. I'm expecting them to say, you know, your sleeping quarters, your showers. In unison, all five of them said, my question was, What's besides not being able to leave? What's the worst part? All five of them said not being able to leave. They said there's nothing yep. in the same league 
as that psychological aspect that you can't leave. Even though they have a barbershop there, they have a dentist there, they have schooling there. I mean, it really is like a small city when you go to prison, like that kind of prison, uh, because they have to accommodate you, right? You can't be in prison for 20 years and never get a haircut and never get your teeth checked. Um, but the uh, the pressure tomorrow about maybe sending someone who's almost 50 years old, who's a female, who's never been in prison, who's committed an act. I mean, she's not facing a, a ton of time compared to what Inspector Tom Harris would, you know, when you were grabbing people. <laughs> for, no, I'm serious. It's not a homicide. It's, you know, it's a basically a lower-level white-collar crime. But, Tom, I mean, you've been in the gates. I mean, you go in there for five minutes, and it's horrible, let alone, you know, for five years. Sure, and I had a similar experience. I think it was a college class where we went to Rahway in New Jersey and had the same conversation with people there for life. And it really makes you think about what's at stake and how it's, 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 um, it's, it's a real calling for you to defend this person. And everyone, I'm saying this as a former law enforcement person, everyone deserves a vigorous defense. Well, that's what makes this country so great. And, and, and without that, with that segue being said, uh, I was so happy to see an article in the Post with his picture of Geraldo Rivera. Um, he, he was in Smith & Walensky restaurant. He tried to buy a table, I believe, of sailors uh, dinner. So he calls the manager over. He says, I want to buy them dinner. And they said, Geraldo, you're going to have to wait in line because two other families have already offered or are already paying their bill. So tell us about Fleet Week here in New York City. So each year we, we always take great pride in Fleet Week in Times Square. Uh, it's a time when the, the Navy, uh, the, the Marines, and the Coast Guard come in to, to the, to, to the um, west side or to the, to the, to the um, port in Staten Island. And the sailors, one of the, the number one places that they visit is Times Square. And we try to have a great experience for them. RXR and Target uh, did a good job of setting up a, a, a welcoming station for them at Five Times Square. We had a lot of exhibitions and performances by the Navy Band, the Marine Corps Band. So it was really a great weekend or the latter part of last week in Times Square. And we were, we were honored that they chose Times Square to host this event. Well, and um, the weather was out of this world, right? Yeah, it was, it was great. We couldn't have asked for better weather. All right, so tell me what's coming up on the agenda. So we have a jam-packed week in, uh, in Times Square tomorrow night, just before the power hour. Uh, Jasmine's Caribbean is going to have a live steel pan performance. And let me get this right, Moku Jumbies, which are silk dancers, uh, bringing a little bit of the island flavor to Times Square. So you could join the Alliance staff in the Broadway Plaza between 43rd and 44th Street at 5 o'clock tonight. Um, you can have an adult beverage at our kiosk and listen to some great music. Uh, tomorrow night and um, tonight and tomorrow night are the last nights uh, for Liquid Gold by Lana Hanna um, it, for our Midnight Moment performance. And then starting June 1st, we have The Doors. Um, Lizard King by Zach Glass. It's going to be our midnight moment for the month of June. So that's wait, wait, wait go back. Wait, hold on. What's going to be the midnight moment yep. for the month of June? So it's called The Doors. Lizard King by Zach Glass. It's a it's a, a visual public art display on the 
on the screens in Times Square at 11.57 at night. Okay, so I'm... Oh, that doesn't start till night. Well, what's going on tonight? Because I'm probably working that late tonight. So tonight um, at 11.57, uh, it's one of the last two nights of Liquid Gold by Lana... Um, uh, Lana, okay. Hannah... And anyway, uh, I'll, I'll always mess up the name, but it's Don't a worry great, about it. Uh, great performance, 11.57 to 12 o'clock, over 90 screens um, changed to this public art display, and it really is a sight to be... So after you finish up um, working on, on your your, uh, your remarks tomorrow, come to Times Square. All right, Joni, is there anything we have for Tom? We have two minutes left. I found her name, Ilana Harris Babu. You, it's, she, you she's go. almost got your last name. I know. I can't even read my own writing. I make notes <laughs> and I can't even read it. You're amazing. Tom, I have two questions for you. One, I'm hearing about this 20-mile-an-hour speed limit thing that they want to bring it down. What do, you, do you have any knowledge about that yet, or maybe that's something we could address next week? So I read about it in the, in the paper, and it's hard to think that on some of the streets that anyone goes faster than that. But then on some of these side streets, you see people racing, and oftentimes they're racing to a stop sign or racing to a, to a red light, and speed kills. Yep. So, so slowing people down, you, you get a lot um, more hurt if you're in an accident at a higher speed than at a lower speed. So anything we can do to reduce the injuries and the fatalities on our streets, I think we need to do. All right, Tom Harris, thank you for joining us here on Times Square Tuesday. We're going to send off with another New York iconic band. The Beastie Boys. Happy birthday to my buddy Noah Broadbaugh. We'll be right back. Trying to push a boulder uphill? Wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand With Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. All right, what are you doing this fall, this autumn season? Besides looking at the beautiful leaves here in New York and maybe arguing a couple of appeals and trying a case. Oh, no, that's what I'll be doing. Well, let me tell you about a really special time, the opportunity, honestly, of a lifetime. And I don't I don't minimize that. I'm not saying that with in a facetious manner. You could go to Italy with a great guy, with our very own Joe Piscopo. But it's not just going to Italy there. It's what happens when you go there. You're going to go to Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza di Agro, Mount Etna, Palermo. Basically the best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights. Uh, Piscopo is going to put on a dinner performance for you in Rome. I've done it. It is, it's magical. That's all I can tell you. It's just a hoot. Um, 
It's October 18th to October 28th. October 18th to October 28th. You could call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. And remember, a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call 1-800-431-1515 for October 18th to 28th or go online to perillodoors.com. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertun and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertun and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertun and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. There you go, from the great judge John Leventhal himself. So I missed my whole uh, ABK family this weekend because Friday most people weren't here. I was here. I was here with you guys, live and local, Friday night of Memorial Day weekend. Um, but um, I, I did, did I go out Friday? Yes, Luca and I drove out to Long Island on Friday night. And um, I told you I'll always be honest with you. So we went out to the little house and... Guess what I did not bring? My hemp leaf. So, because, you know, it's, it's like I don't go out there that often. It's not summertime yet. So I had to use this, like, watery white stuff that I had in the house. And boy, oh, boy, do I now appreciate my hemp leaf products. And I say that with all sincerity, especially when you're around the sun. Because, um, I mean, you have to use actual sunscreen. But using the shea butter cream the night before will help with sun protection. And then definitely, but you know, uh, the morning of, it just, I noticed a big difference. Um, I was actually bummed out. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I don't have my stuff here. Um, and don't forget about their liquid black soap that you use in the shower. All of their products are botanical natural botanical products and they're manufactured right there in long island where i was and they're vegan friendly and cruelty free and for those of you who work out like maniacs like my brother-in-law lawrence they have the icy pot which will help all of your muscles and for Joni, who runs around in her five inch heels that's not true i've never seen Joni in five inch heels but no i don't think i've seen yes, you five absolutely have well, last year once. one year ago today marianne and my, at the birthday party I okay mean the, uh, my wife runs around in five inch heels does. even when she's when she was totally pregnant. I do not know how she does You that. use the Helixer like Roz does. And for the women, that makes your heels feel so much better. Remember, Hemp Leaf, they don't put anything on your body. They would not put in it. So visit them at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. And mention the name Arthur at checkout and get 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Well, I am definitely taking care of business today. I have our submission that we gave to the federal judge. I have the prosecutor's submission that we gave to the federal judge. We have the Department of Probation submission. I have all these letters that friends and family of our clients, of our client, wrote to the judge. It's all scattered across my desk. I've read everything. And now the complicated part is kind of putting it all together in a way that's organized and holds the judge's attention because every every we all have ADD nowadays, so you can't kind of drone on and on. And plus, these are all documents that this judge will have read probably this weekend, um, if not today and tonight. So they're going to be at the tip of her fingers. Um, so you have to kind of highlight what you need to highlight, and you have to advocate what the, the points that you think need to be stressed and you have to acknowledge and absorb the things that you can't you know make excuses for like the you know the individual accepted responsibility for their actions you also have to contemplate what the um prosecutors are going to say to try to convince the judge to give your client a significant amount of time in jail and I'm going to highlight the stuff, the, why the judge should not give my client any time in jail. Uh, and um, you have to do it in a, and I, I use this word lightly because I don't want you to get the wrong impression, but in an entertaining manner, meaning you can't be boring, or at least I don't want to be boring, and you need to be very persuasive. So we're talking about a federal sentencing that I have on tomorrow in the Southern District of New York where, where they call themselves the mother court. Um, and it's a big deal. And um, that's what I've been working on a little bit all weekend. Definitely last night, we, Luca and I watched the um, – we had the basketball game on. And that was, that was um, the night before or two nights before when the Celtics won with .01 seconds left. That was – pretty hopped up and you thought that momentum was going to take them and then that was on their away court then they came to their home court with all these celebrities and all these stars there and you thought they were going to take off but they never did i don't know if they've ever had a lead the lead through the whole game congratulations to the miami heat for going into the finals with uh the denver nuggets so um i am not going to put tom grish on the spot and talk to him about my alma mater, CUNY Law School. I'll do that after we speak to Tom because that's not the kind of guy I am. But Tom Gresh is the president and chief executive officer of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. And we're welcoming now to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. How are you, Tom? Arthur, thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful. Thank you. Oh, the pleasure is all ours. And, you know, when I uh, was accepted into the City University of New York School of Law, uh, I was, I had just turned 21 years old and I'd lived in Brooklyn my whole life. And I will tell you, I was, I was having a little bit of an emotional breakdown because I was thinking, Hmm, I'm going from Kings County to Queens County. I thought I was like, you know, stepping down a little bit, but I wound up really, really enjoying my time. I lived in Fresh Meadows, not too far from right off of Horace Harding Boulevard, not too far from the, uh, 
um, movie, the movie theater there, the AMC movie theater, and um, sure. I, I, I really enjoyed my my time, my four years that I lived in your county. So, give us an update. What is the the state of affairs uh, from the president of the Queens Chamber of Commerce? So, let me first say this: my my vote is for uh, Jimmy Butler for uh, NBA MVP this year. What a fantastic! Uh, Game, fantastic series. I know it's not business, but what a game! That, that, that's, what a, game. that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I, I, yes, he's been yeah, well. He won the. Uh, it's interesting. They're there, and it's the Miami Heat, and he won the Larry Bird Most Valuable Player Award. <laughs> it's great. I also want to give a shout out. Uh, I won't hold your Brooklyn upbringing against you the same way that I don't with our mutual friend Vinny Lavian, who's a great. Oh, I G G baby, I G G in the house. He's my brother from yeah. another mother. He's the man. <laughs> He actually introduced us, and so he's been a great friend. So, so Queens, it's happening in Queens, right? So we had like 6,000 restaurants before the COVID, and we probably lost close to 1,000. So, so like a lot of different places, they struggled. Um, you know, really good high-end food, steaks, chops, and so on, does not go well with takeout, unfortunately. Pizzerias and Chinese food and so on, some other ethnic dishes did great during the, during the COVID period feeding our first responders and so on. But we've seen a resurgence, right? So we lost a 1,000. Lots of the landlords, the small mom-and-pop landlords that own lots of those spaces in Queens kind of got the, got the message. They smartened up. They kind of right-sized the rent. There is a plethora, a plethora of uh, small business openings, especially uh, restaurants right now. It's a, great, it's a great resurgence in the ethnic marketplace. Um, we are still challenged by, you know, national inflation issues. Eggs, crazy expensive. Fuel, very expensive. But but you know what? The hardworking men and women of Queens in particular, but New York City in general, never say die, Arthur. They're, they're beating it back. They're trying to do their best to have going concerns. They're living the American dream, you know, in their own way. And that means starting up small businesses all over the city, but Queens in particular. Well, that's great. And, you know, my son uh, still goes to school there in, uh, in in Flushing. And, you know, I I went to CUNY Law School when it was down on Main Street. What was it? 65-21, I think was the address off the top of my head. Main that's Street, right. which was a – it was basically an elementary school originally that turned into the law school. And now they're in the beautiful building in, in Long Island City. Um you know, besides the um, besides the small businesses regarding restaurants, is there any particular industry that's like taken hold in? in oh no, I know what I want to ask you. We have a couple of minutes left. What's up with the potential soccer stadium? So that's a great question. I wanted to go there. I recently gave a, a, a presentation to my annual meeting of my board of directors and our members. Last count. So first of all, there's like three thousand counties in America. We are we are like the most diverse when it comes to language and ethnicity of any of those counties across across the board. If we were in fact a separate city, Queens would be the fourth largest city. Wait in a minute, America. hold on. I thought Brooklyn. I thought Brooklyn was going to was the fourth largest. That was the it was in the the beginning of Welcome Back, Carter. Well, I don't want to say it, but it's, so it's Los Angeles, Chicago, Brooklyn, and then Queens would be the fourth largest city. But right uh, now, we, we, count about, we count about $28 billion of investment, right? So Innovation Q&S is a $2.5 billion project in Astoria. Um, our friends, the airport, the airports are uh, – LaGuardia is almost all done, $7 billion. JFK is going to be a monster at like $19 billion of public-private partnership down there, meaning tens of thousands of jobs. Very excited about 
the New York City Football Club uh, building. They put the renderings out last week of a gorgeous 25,000-seat arena, a stadium being built there, 2,500 units of affordable housing, a school, a hotel. So it's the whole area behind City Field, the traditional Valley of the Ashes, Willits Point, up into the Flushing Creek that long forsaken waterway on the other side of that waterway in downtown Flushing, there's supposed to be 14 buildings built in the uh, Flushing Willis Point uh, waterfront project. So nothing but smooth sailing ahead when it comes to construction. Our number to answer your question fully, our number one job creator is transportation by obviously by the, by the airports and so on. And number two is healthcare. We've got a large number of healthcare facilities, active and growing uh queens was kind of forsaken for years but now we've got northville in there we've got new york presbyterian uh, a whole host of different new york city traditional new york city players so that's driving the health care uh employment but i'm very How about those mets about- what about those mets uh the mets steve and his wife alex have been fantastic they gave the, the, the small businesses of queens county 17 and a half million dollars during this covid i was lucky and blessed to be chosen as one of the folks to give it out. I was Santa Claus during the spring of 2021, giving out money um, um, across the borough to small businesses, restaurants. They've been great. So they're, is that why, hold on, is that why, Tom, we're talking to the president and CEO of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce, who also told us now he's Santa Claus. Is that why city and state rated you the number one most important person in the in the city? Oh, no, no, sorry, there was another one. There was number, there's two ones. It's the number 11 most important person in Queens. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? It's an honor to be amongst that company of folks. Um, I would love to get ahead of AOC. At the end of the day, people say, what do you want to do? I want to get ahead of AOC. Listen, politics aside, everybody has their reason for being. I live and breathe my small businesses, right? I'm from Astoria. I work for Fortune 500 companies. I've been in the chamber for eight years. This is what I was put on earth to do to help these small businesses. I got a great staff. I got like 30 something people. We speak 19 languages, Arthur. It's incredible. So, and you got um, Vinny Lavienne as your buddy. So, who's better than you? All right, Tom. Who's better than you? Who's better than you? And we hope you come on back, Tom. You're a great guest. And it's great to hear from the president and the chief executive officer of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. Arthur, I can't wait. Thanks so much. I'm really gratified and grateful for all you do. And thanks for the opportunity to be here. All right. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. For over a century, local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit eaglefinancialcruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. 
All right, so you know where we're going from here. What have we not talked about this whole hour on this Tuesday night, May 30th, 2023? Our family at Plaza College. You know I've been all about the court reporters, court reporters, court reporters, and how essential they are to our legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding these programs or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Remember, San Bellino Plaza College is also in Queens. There you go. That's right. So we got a little David Bowie going on here. And this date in David Bowie kicked off his 87 date Glass Spider World Tour in Rotten, Rotterdam, Holland. The tour set described at the time as the largest touring set ever was designed to look like a giant spider. It was 60 feet high, 64 feet wide, and included giant vacuumed tube legs that were lit from the inside with 20,000 feet of color-changing lights. A single set took 43 trucks to move. Wow. Wow. And David Bowie died too young for a lot of reasons, but most importantly because I did not get a chance to take Luca to see. I never saw Bowie in concert, let alone taking Luca to see Bowie in concert. All right, so we got an exciting week coming up. Um, Tomorrow, it's Wellness Wednesday, and um, actually, Sam Molino, I can tell you this on the air. I'm going to go, I think, right from court to you in the studio. Oh, wow. I get yeah. to see you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because the courthouse is walking distance from you. So, I'm going to go. Um... Sambolino, you get us in person, boo. All yeah. right. Boo. I'm sure you're big about boo. the boo thing. Um, and, um, and then Thursday, we're going to be live from the Richard County Country Club for the Christian J. Santo Legacy Foundation Charity Golf Outing. And then Friday, I think we're going to be doing something Hofstra, Hofstra Talkers Magazine. We're going to figure yeah. out the logistics there. No, we so, already got the logistics yeah. set. Okay, Joni. <laughs> I do. Andrew I, I do. I do have a wife and two kids who are like, "What do you mean? What do you mean you're not going to be home Friday um, until late?" So you know, we'll we'll figure it out. We always do. Um, so I, Sam, you know how much time I got left here? You got about six minutes. Okay, so. I guess it was 10 days ago on the air. I told you how disappointed I was um, at my law school, the City University of New York School of Law, because um, they had the, the luxury of having the mayor of the city of New York speak at their commencement address. And it is a luxury because he's, he's, he's got just a couple of things going on. Uh, the mayor, I don't care what mayor you're talking about, any mayor has a lot going on. And the fact that he took his time out of his day, he has, there's no obligation 
for him to be there. Um, but he went and he spoke. And when he spoke about the fact that he was a police officer, um, the, 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 not all of them, because if you look at the picture, I would say a solid third of the class booed him and they stood up and they turned their back. And, and Eric is a pro and he kept going. I sent him a message that as soon as I saw it and I told him how horrified I was. And he sent me back, you know, when you have this job, some people are going to love you, some people are going to hate you. And then he wrote something that, in retrospect, I kind of disagree with. He's like, you know, people are hurting and they express it in different ways. These kids are graduating from law school, okay? They're not that hurting, okay? Uh, if they could pass the bar exam, which was a real challenge when I went to law school there in, in, in the class of 1992. But if they could pass the bar exam... They're going to get a job, and it'll be they'll they'll be making money, and they'll be fine. And if they pick the right job, they can you know uh, fight for their their cause, whatever that cause may be. But as bad as that was, I then read all these articles that came out basically yesterday and today. Um, and let's say. CUNY Law School's dean came under fire as a video emerged of her clapping at the graduates' incendiary May 12th commencement address, which the public university's trustees belatedly called a hate speech. Everyone was applauding on the stage. The dean applauded. Jeffrey Lacks, a professor who is co-founder of the Pro-Jewish Students and Faculty for Equality at CUNY, said of the dean Suda Seti and others on stage. Now, let me tell you my personal involvement. I was involved. This is a brand new dean. I was involved in the search committee. <clears throat> I was one of the people who interviewed all of these deans, and or potential deans, I should say. And Miss Seti, to be honest with you, to me at least, compared, came across as like the most grounded one, the one with the the head seemed to be screwed on her shoulders. And I'm reading this for the first time. I didn't realize this is a brand new article. This came out at 425 today. Um, there's plenty of other articles out there. It took more than two weeks for top officials at CUNY Law School to denounce the commencement speech of 2023 graduate Fatima Musa Mohammed, in which she labeled the NYPD as fascist and accused Israel of discriminately murdering Palestinians. Uh, critics have also called for stripping CUNY of its funding, complained it's the second year in a row that CUNY Law has, ba has bashed last year. I don't know. I guess it's the second year in a row that they brought up some bad stuff. But, you know, I was talking to Judge Leventhal, who was outraged because he is a very pro-Israel um, individual, as am I. And uh, the outrage over CUNY Law's comments, commenced activities last year, Oh, commencement activities is one of the reasons the city council held a hearing about Jewish students' complaints of anti-Semitism at the university's 25 campuses. An insider said Musa Muhammad submitted a draft of the speech to the law school's brass, which was only supposed to last four minutes before delivery. But her hate-spewed tirade went on for 13 minutes. Well, this is interesting. What I was talking about about Judge to Judge Leventhal was, you know, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to have the kid... Um, are they supposed to have the, the students give a draft of their speech for approval? And he's like, well, you know, that's, could that be a violation of, of people's First Amendment rights? So I was like, well, you don't have a First Amendment right to be this keynote speaker at your graduation. Now, the students, uh, the students are the one who selected her. 
and to be very honest, she uh, she's a very attractive woman um, who spoke, quote, free speech is precious, but often messy and is vital to the foundation of higher education, said the statement released Tuesday by CUNY Board of Trustees Chairman Bill Thompson, who ran for um, mayor against de Blasio, Vice Chair Sandra Wilkin and Chancellor Felix Matos Rodriguez. Hate speech, however, should not be confused with free speech and has no place on our campuses or in our city, our state, or our nation, said the CUNY executives. Okay, well, I'm like, I'm allowed to. I'm happy to hear this. This is hot off the press, folks. Quote, the remarks by a student-selected speaker at the CUNY Law School graduation unfortunately fall into the category of hate speech as they were a public expression of hate towards people and communities based on their religion, race, or political affiliation. The Board of Trustees of the City of New York condemns such hate speech. Good for them. Good for them. The statement does not say what action of any CUNY leadership would take to address the problem of hate speech that has been permitted as its law school commencement. Well, look, this is my law school, and I, you know, I'm I'm proud of the school. I'm proud. I mean, my closest friends are graduates of the school and classmates of mine, are, and that's actually a year ahead of me, even though she looks like she's two years below me. Um, but I'm I'm very very happy to read about what the board of trustees did, and I don't know I. I I really don't know what to say. I mean, there were some controversies when I was there. There was the Iraq war was starting, and it was the whole blood for oil um, mess. I guess it was Kuwait. Yes, it was the Kuwait and all that stuff. Happy birthday to Silo Green, who sang this song a year ago at the Ziegfeld Theater, where the Friars Club was partying. Um, but CUNY Law and the dude Dean... You got to do better than that. I mean, the fact that I just read that she was up there clapping for that, that's that's unacceptable. If anything, you just sit there and you listen and then you take it from there. But you're the dean. You're the leader. You shouldn't be endorsing or, or encouraging any kind of hate speech and not in that environment. Stop it. All right. We will be back tomorrow after court. Fingers crossed. Have a great night, everybody. Tuesday night. May 30th, New York City. Oh, tonight that whole sun thing is going on. Go outside if you're in Manhattan. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.